was lost, but he brought me in of his life for me. Of his life for me. Through the sun sets free. Oh, is free. stand and get a book we're gonna do page 240 tonight when the roll is called up yonder i want my name to be on that roll. Hey. how about you
us to uh, 359, leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Ain't God good, amen? Glory be to God, amen. Again, we appreciate each one being here with us today. Appreciate each one joining us on our live stream. Uh, thank you so much for being in the house of God today, amen. I think we have, uh, we've gotten to the point now where 
being in the house of God is either in-house or joining on live feed is being in the house of God. Amen? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. When I started preaching a few days ago, uh, it was not that way. Uh, live feed was not a was not even a thing. And then when we started our home church, I think was one of the first churches to start doing that. Uh, videoing, we tried. We got the video. It was one of the first ones in our area, anyway. We get the video camera. Anybody remember those cameras? It's about this big, and and it, you video tape, video uh, video it, and it, you recording on the. Does anybody remember what those box things looks like? It's about this big around, you know, it's VH. Oh, Jesus, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, some. <laughs> <I've> <laughs> and, uh, boy, cameras have gone a long ways from that camera like that. That was high dollar. I think we spent more on that camera than we did on this one here. Uh, it was high dollar at the time. That, the camera size is different. But guess what has not changed? God's not changed. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Again, I, pr- I appreciate you being here. Appreciate those joining us on live feed uh, tonight. God is good. And we're. Uh, I'm looking forward to being with you guys tonight. I have looked, looked forward to this all uh, all day. Been a, been a running day and... I'm glad to be here, amen. Tonight, as I was thinking across uh, across today, and I was thinking across, uh, thinking of what to bring tonight, I, I kept, uh, a thought has grown through my mind, and I'm going to stay off of this one for Sunday. And, and it's going to tie right into last Sunday, this past Sunday. I hope you have joined with me in praying over those needs i hope you have helped me and you you may you don't have a clue what was on that stack that is a stack this thick on my desk of all of those needs and the prayer request has been turned in over text and i i told told somebody monday somebody monday asked me uh and this person asks me often uh, but I was with someone else when this person asked me. Well, did this person text me? Said, uh, "I hope you hope everything's good. Hope everything's going great with you." And uh, no, this person goes to our church has has knows that there's been times that I have not been able to get a good night's rest. And here lately with everything going on, and and so they asked me. Said, "Did you sleep good last night?" I said, "Well, I slept." And so I, I made the comment to the, somebody that was with me, and I said, said something about it. And they said, well, why didn't you sleep good? And I said, well, when I got home, I took that stack of prayer requests and those needs, and I, and I laid it on the desk. And I started reading one after another after another. I read all of them. All, I mean, I read, took that time, and I read all of those before I even walked back up the stairs. And all night, Sunday night, I'm not complaining about it, I'm glad, I'm glad this happened, but all night, Sunday night, I would, I would doze off and then I'd wake up and I would see in my mind, I'd see one of those pieces of paper and I'd see that need wrote down and I was praying over that one and I'd doze off and then I'd wake back up and I'd see another sheet all night long. And I'm going to tell you something, I fasted on Monday 
and I'm fasting more this week. I'm praying over those needs, and I know that God's able to meet, and God's able to touch, amen? I've got expectation that God is going to move, amen? This past Sunday, we talked about that, how that we need to get a hold of God. I'm going to just tell you something. I know that there's things going on in this world. There's sicknesses that's going on. But I'm going to tell you, I'm, I've said this several times before, and I'm going to say it again. I'm more concerned about the spiritual sickness that has swept across our church world than I am concerned about COVID-19, about strep, about bronchitis, about pneumonia. Brother Andy, you, 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 you better back up. You need to be, I, I am more concerned, listen to what I said, about the spiritual sickness. Why? Because I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. People will ask me, what do you think I need to do about my runny nose? You need to go to the doctor. Don't come near me. I'll pray for you. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't help you there. But what I can do is I can, I, I can get a hold of God on behalf of the spiritual sickness. But I want you to know something, and I, I believe I mentioned this Sunday morning. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that I did. I can have the faith all day long that God could touch something in, in your life, in your life, in your in your life, in your life, in your life. I could have the faith all day long, but if there is doubt and unbelief on your side, if there's doubt and unbelief on my side, but if there's doubt and unbelief, I'm telling you, I hate to say it like this, but I'm not believing God's going to move that fast. I had somebody, I, I, I've got somewhere I'm going to go tonight, I, but I had somebody to tell me one time, said, I don't know if that so-and-so, I'm not going to say the names, I don't know if so-and-so, that pastor over there, I don't know if they really have the faith that God can heal me. I said, well, and I know this person, very, the pastor very well, and I know they've got faith. And I said, well, what makes you think that? And they said, well, they have prayed over me a dozen times, and I ain't got healed yet. I said, well, you think the problem might not be in him well if it ain't in that preacher then who's it in I just walked away but here's what we've got to understand just from like from this last Sunday and what we've talked about over the last several weeks about keeping the blessings that God has given to us there's several things that we've brought up there's several things that we've addressed. There's several things that we've talked about. But I'm going to tell you something. We, we, we hit the highlights this past Sunday, but I want to look at it a little bit deeper. Some of you are going to remember this outline from about six years ago. Brother Andy, you're not supposed to preach outlines again. Well, does that? I, I didn't know we weren't supposed to read our Bible but one time in our life. Because I'm going to tell you something, I've read a scripture and I've read it thousands of times and I get something different every time. And so, yes, I may have preached this outline about five, five and a half years ago, but there, we've got a lot of new faces around Coosa Valley. We've got a lot of new faces and there's one thing about it is I believe that the church world is going to have to get back to the basics if we're going to make it. Amen. Because the Bible tells us that even the very elect will be fooled in the last days. Amen? And I don't want to be counted as the very elect, 
nor do I want to be counted as the one that will be fooled. Why? And how do I do that? How do I make sure that I'm not fooled by the things of this world? I've got to stay at the basics. I've got to stay rooted and grounded in the Word of God. So tonight, I want to talk a couple, of, a little bit on a basic thing that most of the time, us in the church world, we think everybody that goes to church knows how to do what I'm fixing to talk about. Everybody in the church knows how to do this, so this should not be something that we even discuss. But I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of folks in the church world that don't know how to do this. Brother Andy, what is it? I'm getting there. There's a lot of folks that don't know how to do this, and nobody takes the time to teach them how to do this. How to pray. Well, Brother Andy, the Bible tells us, says Jesus said that the disciples came and said, the disciples said, teach us how to pray. But do you really want to stop and think about that for just a moment? How long had these disciples been around a good man? No. How long had they been around a prophet? How long had they been around the Son of God and they still came to Jesus and said, teach us how to pray. So I want us to just really look at this for just a moment. How to pray. We break this word down in P-R-A-Y into four letters. These four letters in my mindset, these four letters they represent first P is praise. We've got to praise God and thank Him. Ready? We've got to praise God and thank Him for what He has already done in our past. God saved me. God healed me. God called me to preach. God called me to evangelize. God called me to pastor. God called me to play a musical instrument. God called me. God has done things in my life. He has healed family members. He has healed church folks. We need to t stop and thank God and praise Him for what He's done in our past. But I'm going to tell you something. How many times has you, have you really stopped and thanked and praised God for what He's going to do in your future? I'm going to tell you, I praise and thank God daily for filling Coosa Valley Church of God's sanctuary into an I'm going to tell you something. I believe that the God I serve is also the God of a healing. Amen? I believe that God can heal. Hello? I'm so sick and tired. L let's just pause for this just a second. I'm going to a, I'm gonna get, on a, I'm gonna get on a rant for just a second. I'm so sick and tired. Thank goodness nobody at Coosa Valley has done this. If they have done this, I don't know about it, nor do I want to know about it. I'm so sick and tired of, of people 
uh, having the pastor for lunch, if you understand what I mean, because the pastor canceled a service because people was uh, sick at, and they had been at the church house and they, they had COVID-19 while they was at church and didn't know it, or they needed to do other things and they've canceled services because of that. All they go ahead and have church even though people has been in the sanctuary with COVID-19, make up your mind. Like I said, I'm so glad nobody at Coosa Valley Church of God has ever, if they have, I don't know it. If you, if you, if you want to say that, uh, say that to my friend that's sitting right here in this chair. He'll take your complaints. <laughs> But but you need to what we need to understand is pastors have never faced this before. I will never tell you I got all the answers to this. I, all I know to do is to talk to folks in the church and let's make our best decision and let's move forward. Amen. But that nothing that's done says that I've got lack of faith in God. Amen. I got faith in God. If I didn't have faith in God, I wouldn't go to Walmart. faith. I come to church because I need God to build my faith so I can go. Go on to this. Glory be to God. That's not what it... we need to praise God and thank him for what he's done in our past and what he's going to do. Amen. Second thing, Brother Andy, is any of this biblical? Number two, repent. R, repent. Excuse me. Number two, R, P, praise, R, repent. Brother Andy, I'm a Christian and I don't need to repent. Last time I checked, the Bible says, all have sinned and come short. of the Brother Andy, have you sinned? All, that means yes. Hello? That means yes. Brother Andy, I, I don't think that I've sinned. Has anybody heard of road rage? Has anybody heard of... Now look, I'm going to tell you something. I've been in vehicles. I have been in uh, uh, vehicles from um, the job downtown. Those are not light. And I have been in my truck. I have been in my car. And I have been in, an, in that RV. And it ain't light either. And nothing that I own, nor nothing that I drive, stops on a dime. But everybody outside of that vehicle thinks that it does. And I'm not going to tell you that I ain't tapped my horn once or twice. FedEx truck. Oh, this is live feed. I hope the FedEx supervisor's hearing this. FedEx truck ran a red light. Right in front of me, come straight across and cut. And I'm not going to tell you that I didn't honk, honk my horn, because I sure did. Because if my brakes wasn't good, I'd have found out some FedEx packages for everybody. But here's the thing. The Bible also tells us that we can get angry and sin not. There's nothing wrong and let me tell you, here's, here's you a tidbit on a sermon about being angry. It's high time that the church folks got angry at the devil and done something about what the devil has done to the church world. But R is repent. Repent for the things in your life that you know about 
and repent for the things in your life that you don't know about. Well, Brother Andy, how can I repent if I don't know about it? There's a thing called asking God, show me areas in my life that I've done wrong and where I need to change. And God, I'm needing you to change my life. That show was a whole lot. Thank goodness for live feed. Thank goodness to go back and re-watch. Because I'm going to tell you something. We need to repent and ask God to change, to, to touch our lives and repent over the things that we've done, but also repent over the things that we don't know about. And I'm going to add one to this outline that ain't on here. And repent for the things that we have not done. Repent for the things that we have not done. Brother Andy, what, what does that even mean? Well, there was that guy down the road that you were supposed to witness to and God had it on your heart to go witness to him and guess what? Two days goes by, he's no longer alive. Boy, that, that brings it real, doesn't it? Brother Andy, that stuff doesn't happen. Oh, yes, it does. No man knows the day or the hour when the rapture of the church is going to happen and no man knows the day or the hour when you're going to take your last breath. God has placed people in our paths for a reason to witness to them. Why? Because, and I know this is a cliche. This is a cliche what I'm fixing to say and I'm not going to apologize for it. You may be the only Bible that they've ever read. Number three, A, P-R-A. A is ask. Ask God for, you know, people tell me all the time, oh God, oh give me the desires of my heart. The Bible says that. But, what they do not do is they don't read the rest of the verse. They take it completely out of context and say, Woo! God's going to give me the desires of my heart. Conversation me and Ronnie had a lot of times. Did y'all know that it's been one year? Wow. Brother Chuck, there's many times that me and Ronnie, we've had this conversation about him having the desires for uh, this red hot sports car or that monster truck. I said, Ron, if, if you got the desire in your heart for that, you better ask God to give you some more money. <laughs> Here's the thing. This is what people will do. Oh, I got the desire... God's going to give me the desires of my heart and I'm, my desire is that red hot rod, Lamborghini. Or the desire of my heart, now I'm happily married so this ain't applying to me, okay? Or the desire of my heart is she really turned my head and so I, that's my desire. Or ladies say, oh, he really turned my head. He's my desire. That's not biblical, folks. What the Bible says is that 
our desires need to be in line with his desires for our life. So A is asking God that God's will be done in our lives. Ask God for the things that you need, not a shopping list. Too many times people think that God is just a genie in a bottle. Or that God is Alexa. Or God is Google. God's better than Alexa and Google all day long. But I'm going to tell you something. God is not Alexa and Google. You got them a little Alexa devices in your house. You can, le- you can lean over and you can tell it. That thing, Alexa. Did anybody's phone beep? No. <laughs> Alexa, add toilet paper to my shopping cart. And it'll do it. I don't know about you, but I'm not a fan of that. I don't want that thing listening to me. I may be talking about that thing. I may be talking about Brother Art, and it's going to record it and email it to him. Brother Art, I ain't talked about you other than the fact that I went over to your house and got some blueberries. (laughs) I can't hear, but I heard that. (laughs) But here's the thing is God is not Google, and God is not Alexa. God is better than Google and Alexa. But God is not Google and Alexa. God's not, a, God's not there for you to give a shopping list to. But God is there. He said in his word that, hey, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. If you do a, if you do a word study on that word, won't. This is what it translates back into to us today. The word study for that tells us God's going to take care of of your needs. I need, I don't need, y'all don't, I'm using this as an example. I need a vehicle to get me from point A to point B. But what man sometimes thinks, says I need that red Lamborghini. And then what came along with that red Lamborghini was what? Debt. But God knows how to meet your need in your budget. Oh, but God God can just give me all that. It don't work that way either. Let's go on. Why? P is praise. R is repent. A is ask. Why is yield. We want God to yield himself to us, but we don't want to yield ourselves to God. We want God to jump whenever we have troubles and we have trials. We have things going on in our lives. Whenever things happen in our lives, we want God to be right there. We don't want to yield ourselves to him. That's probably deeper than anybody wanted to go, but I'm going to go just a tiny bit further. We need to yield our lives to Him and allow Him to show us the directions we need to go. 
I'm going to give you something else. And yield. During the time of yielding our lives to God, that's a time to shut your trap and listen to God. That's a good time to shut your trap and listen to God. Too many times, I hear people pray. I hear people pray here in the altars all the time. And we run down into nothing. We never stop our breath. And we, keep, we never stop to take a breath. And we just keep talking, talking, talking until we run out of breath. And we just keep on going. And we don't ever stop even though we run out of breath. And we're just going to keep on going. And we're going to pray to God. And we're going to get everything we need from God. In Jesus' name, amen. But we never stop to listen to God. I can promise you, if at the Lambert household... If all I did is talk, and everybody knows I love to talk. Y'all ain't never met Katie Lambert. But here's the thing. If I never stopped to listen, boy, what a messed up world it would be. That's the same way it is in our lives with God is we need to stop and listen to God. God, I'm going through a problem. I'm going, I've got a trial. I'm going through a situation. How do I get out of this? In Jesus' name, amen. We never stop to get the answer. So let's, let's, let's apply verses to this, shall we? Brother Andy, you shouldn't have done that. You need to apply the verses in there. No, watch. Let's apply verses to it. Let's take a look at praise. P-R-A-I-S-E. Let's take a look at praise. Take a look at Psalms. Psalms chapter 150, verses 1 through 6. I'm just, I may not read all of these verses because I've got a lot. But a lot of them I'm going to read, so I just want you to hold on with me. You can go back and read Psalms 150 verses 1 through 6, but look at verse 1. Praise the Lord. We need to stop and praise God. We need to thank Him. We need to give Him praise. We need to give Him honor. We need to give Him glory. We need to praise Him. Let's, let's, let's count in, in six verses, how many times the word praise is done. Now, I ain't got enough hands, so somebody's going to have to count it. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His mighty deeds. Praise Him for His according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the, the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with the tambourine and the dance. Praise him with the strings and the pipe. Praise him with the sounding cymbals. Praise him with the loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many times was that? 14. 15. As a good many. 14, 15 times in six verses 
that God tells us we need to praise. We need to praise God. We need to thank Him for what He's done. Most book of Psalms is about praises to God. All throughout the Bible, you find situations and you find circumstances and you find opportunities that they stopped to give God praise. You can also take a look at Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9 when it says this. Remember I told you in the beginning that the disciples went to him and they said, how do we pray? And Jesus said, pray like this. I mean, you can't get no closer to the source. If you heard people say, I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. I'm not talking, I'm not calling God or Jesus a horse. But the phrase, let's get it from the horse's mouth, is meaning I want to get it directly from the source. You can't get more closer to the direct source than this right here. Jesus said, pray like this. Our follow, Father, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Guess what that means? That means you're holy. You're worthy of praise. You're worthy of honor. We're going to lift your name up. You can't get closer than God himself. The Son of God is telling you, you need to praise God. Amen? The Bible tells us that God inhabits the praises of his people. Why do you think that we come to the house of God and our praise team comes up to the stage and they start singing a song? Why? Because they're leading us in praise and worship. Let me give you a secret. Y'all don't tell none of our praise, folks, praise team folks that, that I said this. Let me tell you a little secret. It ain't got nothing to do with who's on these instruments. It ain't got nothing to do with who's standing behind these, these, uh, these little music stands. It ain't got nothing to do with which one has got which mic. It ain't got nothing to do with whether they're in key or out of key. In all actuality, it don't. Now, I like it when they in key. Everybody likes it they in key. They're never in my key. My key is the key of Q. Y'all should hear sometimes when they're over here, up here practicing and stuff. Some of the times, like the, they've done some, it, not much here lately because of sicknesses and everything, but we've been over here sometimes on a, on a Thursday or something like that, or, or we've gone over to uh, Sister Deborah's house and we've sat there and we've run through a few songs and stuff and, and they'll say something. One of the singers will say, oh, that's too low for me. Can you get a little higher or, or vice versa and all that? And I'm sitting there over here on the drums and I'm like, they ain't played my key yet. I just hope I'm in the right key. I'm so glad I don't have to worry about it. It doesn't matter if the drummer is the right speed or not. What it is, no, it don't. What it is, it is about coming to the house of God, our praise team, leading us 
in praise and worship to God. That is what it is about. When we come in, and I'm not worshiping with them because so-and-so's up there. Then, boy, I'm going to tell you, you're the one that needs to find an altar real quick like and in a hurry. Oh, I can't worship with them on that song. That ain't my song. Well, you need to find an altar. I'm supposed to finish this tonight. That's when they... All right, let's go on. Or repent. Let's take a look. Going on in Matthew chapter 6, look at verse 12. Oops. Forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. You can also look at Luke chapter 13 and verse 3. I tell you, but unless you repent, you ain't going to make it. Unless you repent. I mean, you know, I know that, look, I'm only, I'm only 42. But I do still remember pastors and preachers and evangelists when I was younger. I wasn't much shorter than I am right now. When I was younger, and I would, has anybody ever heard one of those hellfire and damnation sermons? Now, I had a, I had an, a, a great saint of God when he was in his 90s. I want, you, I want you to hear this, and I want you to think about this verse right here. I had this, this minister, this pastor, great, great pastor, and I had the honor of doing him, and I had the honor of doing his wife's funeral. Great saints of God. He come to me one time and he told me, he said, I think that we may have turned people away from church because of the way we preached hellfire and damnation services. Because we would just point our finger at somebody. Y'all see where I'm pointing at? Away from everybody. Because of the life you live and you dying and going to hell. Now I'm going to tell you, we need, you need to show the love of God. Okay? There's nothing wrong. I, I got a sermon at the house that y'all need, that, not y'all. That I, I got a sermon at the house that people need to hear when they talk about the word judge. Y'all don't judge me. You're not my judge. No, I'm not. But I'm going to tell you something. I've got to stand before the judge. Hello? I'm going to preach the word of God. And I'm going, to, I'm going to preach it in love. But I'm also going to tell you, unless you repent and turn from your wicked way. I also believe, like I believe in what that, that gentleman said, in his, he was 94 years old when he died. When he was 92 is when he told me this. He said, I believe that a lot of ministers 
turn people away from church because of the way they preached about hell. I believe that he was absolutely correct because there was some, please understand, because I know we've got a lot of PKs in here. Some preached in a hateful manner. And if you talk hateful to me, at some point, the conversation is over. Are y'all with me? But if we preach it in love, God loves you. God loves you so much that His only begotten Son was sent from the heavens above down to earth to show us the way we need to live, to give us an example of the way we need to live our lives. And what we've got to do is believe on Him. Now that belief does not stop at just belief. It goes on further. And this is what the Word of God tells us. We've got to put that belief into action, which means we've got to believe on Jesus Christ. We've got to trust that he's our savior we got to have faith that he can forgive us of our sins and we've got to turn from our wicked ways get away from sin why because unless you repent repent does not mean oh forgive me and do it again somebody's going to somebody's going to say something about me using these words to this song I, am, I don't know any words of this song but this right here, and it's only because it's on a commercial. There ain't a dirty word in, what I, in, this, in this part of this song. If there's a dirty word in the rest of the song, I don't know it because I ain't heard it. But there is a song that is a very, very secular song that says, oops, I did it again. And I'm going to tell you something. You can't go. Some teenager just, I guarantee you, somebody's going to text me in a little bit and start laughing that I used those words to that song. Brother Andy, do you not know the rest? No, I do not know the rest of that song. But you cannot go to God and use those few words and God's going to just overlook everything. Because repenting means talk. Because if you don't turn, you will perish. Live feed is right here. Let's go on. Because I've really got to finish this tonight. I'll tell you why in a minute. We also found that John the Baptist told him in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 2, he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Look, I want to ask you something. I don't have any more commentary than this one question on this verse. If John the Baptist that many years ago said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is very, very close. How much closer do you think it is today? Do you not think that this verse is very relevant Today, and I'm going to say more so than it was in Bible times. Come on now. A is ask. Matthew chapter 7. I think, y'all, I got a lot of favorite Bible verses, but Matthew 7 and 7 is probably 
I don't know where it's on that list, but it's on that list. Matthew 7 and 7. Ask, and it shall be given. Seek. There's too many church folks that don't want to seek no more. They just want somebody to give it, give it, give it. But I'm going to tell you something, church. We need to start seeking after God. It ain't about the hand of God, meaning the power and, and, and the move of God. But we need to start seeking the very face of God and not just part of Him, but we need to seek all of Him. The very face of God is all of who God is. We need to start seeking one more time. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be opened unto you. Look at verse 8. It says, for everyone who asks, they're going to receive. Everyone that seeks, they're going to find. And everyone that knocks, it will be opened. I'm going to tell you, it's time for some church folks to start asking, seeking, and knocking one more time. Amen? Let's go on. You can also find... You can go and you can read the next few verses, seven, uh, chapter 7, uh, verses uh, 9 through 11. And it talks about, it talks about a, a, a son going to the dad. And the dad being evil. And the son goes to him and says, can I have a piece of bread? That dad ain't going to give him a rock. Well, guess what? Our heavenly father is so much better to us than an earthly dad. But you can't just go to God and say, gimme, gimme, gimme. I want that red Ferrari. You can't do that. When you go to God, you have got to have faith. Matthew 21 and 21 says this. Truly I say unto you, if you have faith, look at the next four words, and do not doubt. You gotta have faith. I'm gonna use some, I'm gonna use an example right here. Y'all can go back and read the rest of this verse. I, I told you I wasn't gonna read all of them. I, I'm gonna use this as an example. Everybody here or on live feed knows about money, right? We all know about money, and every one of us would say they, we, we could use an extra dollar or three. Right? Somebody gave you a $10 bill, you ain't going to throw it in the trash can, are you? No. If you want to throw it in the trash can, there's a gray basket right there. Count that as the trash for that green, not anything else. It ain't just not rag trash, it's for the money trash. I say to you, if you have faith, does everybody have faith in God? Live feed, you got faith in God. We got faith in God. Does, does everybody have faith that God wrote this book? Everybody's got faith that God, this is His Word, right? He breathed this Word into existence. We got faith that this is His Word, right? We got faith that there's blessings in this Word that I can count, right? Guess what? I have challenged. I'm not going to ask if anybody's done this. But several weeks ago, I challenged this church 
to take God at His word. I said, and I'm not going to preach the whole sermon again, but I said, if you take God at His word, if you're going through a financial problem and you think you cannot tithe and you think you cannot give, you think you cannot give in your offerings, take God at His word and I gave verses that day and I used the scripture and I said that day, don't look at 10%. Give, just start at $10. And watch God work. But you've, this is the part I use. I also said, you got to have faith that God's going to do it. I've had so many people come to me that are in financial upside down. And I ask them, are y'all hearing me? I ask them, are you giving in your tithes and your offering? This is a response I cannot afford to. My response is I cannot afford not to. Because I know when I stop, God's going to stop blessing. Come on, folks. Don't get mad at me for the blessings God has given to me. Because I'm following God at His word. Come on now. You've got to have faith and you cannot doubt that God's going to move. When you ask God, don't ask Him, Okay, God, i got a bad headache. Pop four Tylenol. Glory to God, God, I hope that you're going to heal my, my headache. Pop eight Advils. God, heal my headache. Hello, I'm not saying God can't work through medicines, but how, how about letting God take a moment to work? Give God a chance to work. I am not telling nobody to get away from the medicines, but I'm going to tell you something. I, are y'all hearing me? David Andrew Lambert was on blood pressure medicine. Guess where pastoring is on the list of stressful jobs? Way up there. In the United States of America, depending on which poll you look at, pastoring is about, is, is in, most of them is in the top ten. Okay? Pastoring is one of the most stressful jobs. I was, did anybody hear the word was? I taint no more. Why? Because I went to God and I said, okay, God, I ain't got time for this. It ain't, it ain't about the money to pay for a, because I got a good prescription plan. And it didn't cost me a whole lot. Five dollars. But you know what? I believe God could take that five dollars and use it somewhere else. God, I need off of this blood pressure medicine. Guess what? The doctors looked at me and said, how about we cut that blood pressure medicine in half? I said, how about we get rid of it? They said, how about we cut it in half? I said, okay. Then I go back and they said, now how about we get rid of it? I, and guess what I said? I said, okay. Oh, brother Andy, you think God can take me off my blood pressure medicine too? I, in faith, 
and I'm going to throw this in here, and this is not a lack of faith by saying this, because I used already used my example. And when your doctor says so, hello? God gave them a whole lot more sense than he's given some of Never mind, go on. But when we ask God, we must remember that all things must be in God's will. And, 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 and we must be doing what God is requiring of us. You cannot sit on a beach, spiritually speaking, folks. You cannot be sitting on, a speak, uh, on the beach in a lawn chair doing nothing and expect God to bless your life. If you are not doing what God has called you to do, you will not be getting the blessings of God. I know ministers of the gospel today, right now, that are not in the will of God. And I'm not judging them. But you can look at their lives and you can tell they're not in the will of God. And God is not blessing. I know church members. Never mind, I go on. Let me go on. But this is an example from God. Take a look. Take a look at 1 John. I'm getting, I'm getting close. Y'all hang on, hang on, hold up. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 22. And whatever we ask, we'll receive because we keep His commandments and do what pleases Him. When you follow after God, you follow after the will of God, and you ask, you'll receive. But you cannot be sitting on the seat of do nothing, doing nothing, and expect God to bless your life. But there are so many church folks today that expects just that. Yes, I said that out loud. Take a look at verse John chapter 5, verse 14. My text this next few days. First John 5 and 14. And this is the confidence that we have towards Him. That if we ask according to my will. If we ask according to His will. He hears you and I. But we've got to get ourselves out of the way and let God work. Last one. Yield. The ultimate example of yielding to God. Jesus walked a little farther and he knelt down and he prayed. Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. That's where a lot of church folks are at right now. Let this cup pass from me. But Jesus goes further and he said, nevertheless, not what I will. And this is the Son of God. Nevertheless, not what I will, 
but what you will be done. But guess what? He didn't do it just for the one time. He went the second time to God and he said, My Father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. I'm going to tell you, there's so many times. You could also read Mark 14 and 36, Luke 22, 42. Those are the same, they're the same thing. But too many times in the church world today, y'all, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. And y'all can, y'all can think that I'm being part of that hardcore uh, hellfire and damnation preaching like what we was just talking about just a minute ago. But this ain't. I'm telling you this as much as I can in love. Every bit of this is in love. We, there are people that come into these doors at Coosa Valley Church of God in some of the hardest, roughest times in their life, biggest trials in their lives, and they will ask for this church to pray for them. They'll ask this pastor to pray for them. They'll call this pastor at 11.30 at night. And guess what? This pastor will answer the phone, listen to them, and pray with them. Some of you have called me and have left me voicemail and said, I can't even talk to the pastor because he won't answer the phone. And I've called back and said, I was on the phone with another church member. And I know that the voicemail was a joke. It, or a picking and having fun. But that's the thing, folks. I am not the one that's going to turn away from praying with this church body. But once they come out of that hard time, once they come out of the, the trials and the troubles and the things that this church body and this pastor has prayed them out of, they're no longer to be found. Until... Did anybody hear me the word, say the word until? Brother Andy, has that really happened at Coosa Valley? Yes, it has. Who was it? But you know what? The next time they walk through those doors, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to pray. This church body is going to pray. Why? Because that's what this book tells us to do. But I'm going to tell you something. If we think that we've ever faced a hard time, we need to go back and read these verses. Matthew 26, verse 36, and then verse 42. He prayed, and then he prayed. Look, 42. My favorite. Look. If I said that already tonight, I'm sorry. My favorite part. Look at what it says. And for the second time, Jesus went through. More than we will ever face. But what did he say? He said, I yield my life to you. It's time for some church folks to yield our lives to God. Would you bow your heads and pray? Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you again today, Father, we want to thank you. I praise you for the blessings that you've given us.
I thank you for allowing us to come into your house tonight and worship you. Father, I pray that your word has gone forth, and I pray as it's gone forth in love, I pray, Father God, that you would allow it to resonate into the hearts and lives of this church body, those that's in-house and live feet alike. I pray, Father God, that it would help to change our lives, help to change our outlook, help to change our lifestyle. Help us to be about our Father's business. God, you know the needs and you know the situations of each one that's facing this congregation, this body of believers. Father, I pray that you would move and you would minister in a mighty way. And Father, we, would thank, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Live feed, thank you so much for being a part of our services this afternoon. Continue to be praying for each one. If you have a prayer request that we can partner with you in prayer, please text it to the number listed on the bottom of the screen. Brother Andy, I don't text, okay? Call the number on the bottom of the screen, and I promise you somebody will be praying with you. May the good Lord bless you as our prayer. Thank you for being a part of what God's doing here at Coosa Valley. May God bless you.
Count on one thing The same God who never fails Will not fail me now Will not fail me now In the waiting The same God who's never late Is working all things out Is working all things out Yes, I will lift you up your name oh yes I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy all my days oh yes I will I count on one thing the same God that never fails will not fail me now you won't fail me now in the the same God who's never late It's working all things out It's working all things out Oh yes, I will lift you high In the lowest valley Yes, I will bless your name Oh yes, I will sing for joy When my heart is heavy Just to praise, to glorify, glorify the name of all names that nothing can stand against. Oh, yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your 